So you I don't eat crystals? crystals? Huh? Crystals, Keisha. Do I still eat it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't? Is that what you're saying? I never ate crystals until I moved to Atlanta and I had it one time. That was it. So you don't need chili cheese fries in your life? <laughs> I will say, really I think people don't eat crystal. Their, their thing uses the like, oh, my stomach. You you definitely need some conditioning for crystal. Listen, the biggest mistake I ever made, I had me two chili cheese pumps. Come on now. Two crystals and chili cheese fries and hopped on a flight. It was the worst flight I ever took. <laughs> That's my, Christmas. Stomach, my stomach was distraught. I said, boy. You know, a, a, if you don't know, a chili cheese pup is a mini chili dog with cheese on it. Come on now. And I remember when they first debuted. So we old school. We know when Crystal used to only sell crystals. And so in about the mid-90s, they started like, okay, we got to do stuff with our menu. So they put crystal chicks. They put crystal chicks, the chicken sandwiches, the, the chili pups. The chili cheese fries and the corn pup was like mini corn dogs. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, no, I ain't never had no corn so pup. Cheap. You used to be able to get in. You used to have. You used to be able to like pick five for five dollars. They, you still can do that. That we did last night. You still had to pick five. Absolutely. I'm so glad there's no crystals here. I'm so glad. Come on now. I was just about to say you used to be able to go in with five dollars. Do that right now. And eat good. Yeah, yeah. And they've added tater tots. Come on, Chris. They got tater tots at Christmas. And, and donut holes. Oh, it's over with. See, see, I don't need no. I don't need this. I love him. This is not online. Let me tell you, I was so excited because they were building this this uh, building on our on like right when you get off interstate towards our home, and we were like, oh dang, like it's about to be a new restaurant because they put. A Moe's and a Checkers right off the exit. And, just, and we're excited. All right, because we've been telling the checker now. So then they put a third building up. And we're like, oh, shoot, we trying to get. We were like, man, it's going to be a crystal. We was excited. Man, it's a damn oil shop. Who needs, Mark, we need crystal, okay? Oil shop. We need $5 oil chain. Boy, go on. I ain't need that. Y'all got the crystal. Y'all got the Chaco, let me tell you something. Chaco, to me, is the best fast food restaurant. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Checkers so, number one. Oh, Keisha, I can't say uh, checkers. Keisha, Keisha, those are some strong yeah. words, Keisha. We're talking about in burgers. In, in, okay, in, for burgers. Checkers is top tier. And I don't know what else y'all can dispute it with. So you're saying, okay, you're saying that Checkers is the best burger joint. Absolutely. Okay, where does this line drop? It's five guys in the category, or it's five, five guys. Bad food. You got to go in the establishment. I'm oh, pulling up to somebody drive through window, drive through, chucking the sack at you. Checkers is top tier. Wow, I am going to make an argument for Wendy's. Nah. Wendy. The patty too thin. It might be all. Beef. It might be all beef, but you are gonna need three patties. That Dave singles come correct. And they bacon is on point. Wendy's bacon is incredible. Wendy's got the real 
whole belly. I'm not, I'm not disputing. But when everybody else was like, four for four, I'm going to give you a fry, a nugget, a little sandwich. Checkers put two burgers in the bag. They did, yeah. It's real. I, I got, mm. and their fries are undisputed. Listen, there ain't nobody got no better fry. Other than Arby's. Arby's $72, though. Arby's has gotten expensive over the years. It's been expensive. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. You gotta go to Arby with a check. <laughs> See, when you said checkers, I was like, I could go to checkers, give me a large fry and a Coke and be content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they fries is probably... It's no, they, they, no they, they have the... Other than Arby's, they have the best fries in the business. Yeah. You don't need no ketchup. You don't need no condiment for them. They see. They started selling wings at Checkers too. What? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No got no a Checker mozzarella stick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn meal within they sell. Let you know what? You, right you, you might be winning me over. Hey. So, the, so the okay, what Wendy's had? Ice cream machine be working. Yeah, the ice cream machine is, yeah. Dude, you crazy. crazy. Okay, this is my argument for Wendy's, and I know I'm about to get this for this, so I, I'll take it. Okay. Come on. Wendy's makes a good salad. I mean, Wendy's number two for me because... You can get a good salad. They got, they got avocado. They chopping up avocado. They chopping up avocado. And and the chili. Wendy got real chili. Everybody else ain't putting beans in their chili. They want food. Yes. Wendy got the bad chili. Yes. Winning number two on my list now. Now I ain't, I ain't no. Okay. Oh, I'm okay with this. I'm a, I will say if you lived in Texas, there would be a strong argument for Whataburger, but I don't think you've had Whataburger before. I don't think I've had. Uh, I, I think I had Whataburger, and I had In and Out of LA, and I was so disappointed. In and Out is overrated. In and Out, I love me some In and Out, boy. Uh, I, I thought it was okay, Frito. I'll be real. In wow. Me, Ain't doing okay. Now look, if someone took me there, I would eat it, and I'd be like, "Oh, let's go." It's not like I'm dissing it, but yeah, that was it. It ain't, it ain't it just, not bad. No. It's definitely not bad. It's it's good, but I think the way it was hyped up, I thought it was going to be like this eye opening experience. But that's yeah. how everybody is about their hometown food. Like you go to Texas, and someone's going to take you to Whataburger. Yeah, and they're going to look at you like how you like the ketchup because they're proud of their ketchup there. And yeah. What do you feel about Hardee's? Ooh. Let me tell you something about Hardee's. Ooh, you know what? Hardee's is a heart attack in a bag. Like, I like, mm. Hardee's might be the most underrated. Because if you know about Hardee's or Carl's Jr., depending on where you live in yeah. the country, that's a real burger you're getting. That's a slab. So, yeah, Hardee's on the list. But you can't eat Hardee's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardee's like once a month. I, I didn't change the children's lives with Hardee's because they were like, take me to McDonald's, take me to the McDonald's when you take your child home. And I'm like, well, we're going to go to Hardee's. And they had never heard of it. And on that Frisco burger. Oh, that sourdough burger. Oh, the sourdough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, they, now that, I mean, uh, it's just the whole experience checkers is winning. But if we go, who got the best burger? I will argue that the Frisco burger is like one or two. Yeah, that sourdough with the bacon. Yeah, yeah. They got real burgers too. Like they're they yeah. all, but 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 you're gonna die. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna die. You can't eat that. That's not something you do every Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, like if someone told you they go to go to Hardy for breakfast every morning, like they on a short list. Hardy, let me tell you what Hardy did too. Or, or, or organ transplant. Go ahead. Hardy brought back that high ham and cheese, baby. You know, Arby's don't have it. Hardy's got a high ham and cheese. They got about four pieces of ham on them. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> I remember Hardy's used to have this omelet, this omelet burrito, Ooh. and I never get worried. You remember you told me how many calories in it? Yo, yeah. no, it has like 2,000 calories in it. I'm not joking. You can't eat for It was like 1,300 for real. It was like 1,300 calories. I'm like, who is starting their day with this? Who? You got to lay down. You got to lay down. Like, yo, it was like... I, it was such an underrated store for me because when I remember seeing the commercial, it was like Hardee's, the new omelet burrito, and they like boom on the plate. Oh, that looked like about two pounds. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me let me look up nutrition fact because I was about to grab one. Like, I don't see what it's about. And very quickly, I realized that you know the way my diabetes set up, that ain't gonna work out for me. Bro, see me that when they first started doing that like calorie intake when they first had to tell you what was in it. Willie sent me that junk like, man, hard to try to kill folk. 1,300 calories. You can't eat no more? You can't eat that for the rest of the day? I was like, how? It's over. But then you realize the degrees were like three eggs, two whole pieces of sausage. The, the whole, whole hog. <laughs> Bacon, ham. Saying. And you just like cheese upon cheese. It is, on a, it, it is on a flour tortilla. Oh, my so God. Like, who is starting their day off with this? Trying to get my lights right. You can't yeah, eat that at 8 a.m. and go to work. You got to lay down. <laughs> you do. You ain't, you're not going to oh, be productive. That's like, that's like going out for brunch every morning. <laughs> you're not going to be productive. You got to lay down. Then a, re- a real one going to chase that down with a Coke in the boy. <laughs> Listen, chill at that. Hardy got chill. <laughs> Cherry coat. Hardy got cherry coat. Hardy's in chuckles. Hardy's in chuckles. They all want cherry coat. That's true. Yeah, that's 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 sixteen hundred calories for you to check in. You got to go to sleep. (laughs) You got to. You can't do nothing else. I wonder they still sell that. I'm gonna check that out. I'm not not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it. Hardy got a whole breath of powder, and I. Somebody might have ate it. I don't know if it's me. <laughs> biscuits and sausage gravy, three pieces of bacon, cheese, egg. I ain't lying. I don't know who ate it. It might have been me. Grit. I mean, grits. They got a whole breath of plow. I'm not fooling with it. They got, they got a gravy biscuit sandwich with ham in it. <laughs> you can add, you can add cheese. I don't know who's doing it. I might have did it one time. You got to lay down, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hardy's top three. Off of this alone. <laughs> Frito, I'm sorry, man. We have totally gone off the road. I don't say, we talking about, y'all get focused. All right. I'll be starting off, and we're going to go into it. So, all right, I want all that recorded, though. All of that, we're going to keep it. <laughs> we're going to chop it up. We're going to do that. Oh, three. Two, one, welcome everybody to the Frito and Willie show. 
Of course, I am one of your hosts, Frito Marsland, and we have your other host, your boy. Willie Mac in the building. What's up, y'all? What's up? Yo, today we got a special, special, special K guest. <laughs> your girl, one of my favorite people in my life. And of course, one of Willie's favorite people in his life. Of course, of course. We got your girl, Takesha Hill, up in the building. Boop, 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 boop. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yo, Keisha. Glad to be here. Keisha, What's thank you very up? much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yo, for the people who don't know who you are, Please let them know. Well, I am Takeshia Hill, the little sister to the genius that is Willie Mack. Um, I'm a high school educator, <laughs> social studies, history teacher um, at the secondary level. Uh, love my 11, 12th grade babies. I also teach ethnic studies. Um, I have an online moniker, The Hill Story, because I'm Hill, the history teacher. I do hip hop history, I rap through history. You know, in short, me and my kids have a good old time. I also have uh, unprofessional development with my best friend and my cousin, which we basically offer, you know, professional development is usually very strict and it's, you know, it's about developing yourself in the workspace. We're about developing ourselves after work. So by providing like fun activities, fun opportunities for our professionals. Um, I also have The Heel Story, which is my brother and I, we are working on hip hop history children's books. So look out for that. And I have Classic Couture, which is a clothing line coming out uh, for the casual professional dropping this fall with my best friend, Kristen Hurt. So that's what we got going right now. Ooh. Wow, fire, fire. So much. You know, I will say this, Keisha, you got a lot going on and you are an educator. You remind me of those teachers in high school or any or any grade whatsoever who just be the coolest, who you just Listen. want to just come through and hang out with. Listen, I tell people all the time, a lot of people like are in this profession. And of course people always say like, teachers don't get paid. You know, teachers don't make enough money. The thing is we don't get paid enough for what we do. But you can monetize this profession. There's so many different ways in order to make what you're worth. You know, coaching, doing extracurricular activities, there are supplemental incomes. Um, and at the end of the day, like you can always do something else. We have weekends off. I'm on spring break right now. We have winter break. We have, we got a break. Every time you look around, they be like, you at the house? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we work 180 days a, a, a year. So there's plenty of time to do what it is that you want to do if you want to do other stuff. I tell people, I ain't leaving this profession. I love my job. I show up to work every day and like chop it up with folk children and then I leave. I mean, to me, you know, I have a good time. So I don't know what everybody else doing on the clock, but me and the kids, we, we have a good time. So it is what it is. It is what you make it. Yo, Willie, man, what, you, you know, I know this is your sister, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, give me your thoughts when you see your sister living her best life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just happy, but I'm also not surprised because what everybody else is experiencing through Hill's story, this is what I had to grow up with from the jump. You know, my sister always was a performer. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
if there was a elementary school play, you know, Keisha is going to be involved. If there is a, a talent show, you know what I'm saying? I, I still remember Keisha and a couple of friends performing on Shorty Swing My Way by KP. And when you're the older brother and you got a driver's license, you have sort of voluntold to be the transport for all of these contestants and the, you know, these team members. So I'm sitting watching their practices, you know, waiting <laughs> for them to fish so I can start dropping these kids off at the house. So, yes. So singing, dancing. I mean, she was incredible as a band student, um, you know, editor of a high school paper, um, all the academic teams, um, student council, all those type of things. Keisha's always been someone who's been at the forefront of, of, of what, where is the action? Mm. Keisha's always going to be where the action is. But the other side of that, though, is also she's always about action. And so, like, you know, she's a very humble person. But uh, she, if somebody needs something, if there's a child that needs mentoring, if there's someone who needs a college application help if there's something like that that's happening with Keisha you know and that was how she would that's how she was growing up Keisha was always trying to figure out ways to help out classmates and now it's um it's fitting that she's an incredible teacher and she did not mention it but I'm going to put it out there that you were <laughs> the county professor was well, I'm sorry I wanted to say it right but you won teacher of the year last year for your school right yeah and I'm teacher of the year this year too so in a row. Yeah. Rick Falell stuff back to back the two times, two times, <laughs> two times. Well, we in a Panasonic, so we ain't really both. So, you know, you're like, huh, two times in a row, I'm putting that on my dog. Hey, <laughs> if it's on the resume, as long as you put it on the resume, <laughs> yeah, it's on the resume, baby. Then what it is. Yo, so I, I, none of this surprises me. I'm just really excited for her finding her lane. Um, and then also widening her lane and and realize there is no lane for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she can do whatever she wants to do. She is breaking and start, she's breaking rules. She's setting new trends. I'm, I'm just proud. I'm just proud to be associated with her. Oh, one thing she did not mention, just one more thing. She also is the start, uh, she is the originator and founder of the Putnam County Juneteenth celebration where- oh, yeah, um, yeah. Where sure. two years, she, she weren't, weren't able to do that in 2024, but in 2018 and 2019, she identified an issue in our in our small town of Edison, Georgia, where a lot of the a lot of our inhabitants or inhabitants or you know alum and you know so forth did not understand the history of Juneteenth, and there was no real central activity for the African Americans and people of color in our county to celebrate without the guise of other representation. And she allowed this opportunity where, so you have individuals that want to perform, yes. You know, we got singers, rappers, dancers, you know what I'm saying? But we also have individuals who are uh, current proprietors and entrepreneurs, people who are thinking about being entrepreneurs, people that are trying to get in the game being entrepreneur, and Keisha allows opportunity for a person to set up a t-shirt stand or set up a stand to sell, um, sell they um they 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 they, they uh they fry fish sandwiches or, mm -hmm. or, or, or you know or they fashion mm -hmm. all those type of things. And, and really, like that's like the crown jewel of my life. So yeah, so I'll let you talk more about that, Keisha. That's my proudest moment for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs>
and the parade, have our own parade. And I, that may not seem like a big deal, but to see, you know, cars and cars and flows of, of African-Americans and people of color um, showcasing their talents, their clubs, their churches, their organizations themselves is it's a beautiful thing. It's something that I never thought I would see growing up. Needed in Georgia, and the fact that Keisha is has, has started this, and to see what other incredible things are happening in this county, um, indirectly and directly because of that. You know, like it's just been a really great Renaissance era in 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 Putnam County lately. And Keisha is a big part of that. Keisha, I gotta ask, what keeps your motor running like this to do all of this stuff? Really, as an educator, like I did not sign up to be a teacher. Um, I thought my whole life I was going to be a lawyer. And that's why I always encourage young people to do job shadowing because I actually shadow a lawyer and I shadowed a judge because that's what I really want to do uh, was to be this probate judge. And it was foolish. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And so my mom, being a veteran educator at the time, was like, just ask, just add the education. You in your third year of college, you already poli sci. Just add social studies education is not going to be super aggressive on you. You're not going to add any more classes, you know, because, you know, they were supplementing each other. So, you, you know, basically your electives for this degree would be the core class and so on and so forth because they were both social studies degrees. So long story short, I got a job working at our high school alma mater. And um, it really just the first semester, I was like, this really is cool. Like you sometimes you don't know what space you're supposed to be in. And I fought it for like my first, probably like five years of education, I fought it. And we're like, this ain't where I'm supposed to be, did it, did But then I sat back and realized that everything I ever wanted to do, I could do it through education. And then I'm building up these other young people to like really see what their path in life may be. And they were even assisting me. That's the one thing I, I love about teaching is like, as much as I teach people's kids, I learn so much from my children. Like I always love to dance. But my children were like, oh, man, here you doing it. So I'm like, I'm about to start a dance company. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really just don't know. Like, my kids be like, oh, I like what you're saying. I'm like, oh, we about to put this in a club, you know? So a lot of my talents, I didn't even realize them until I got to be a teacher. And I had these young folks telling me, like, you know, you good at them, Miss Hill. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about it. So... I mean, you literally get a test. You literally get focus groups every day. Yeah, every day. You just got your, to test out your talents or your your products. I'm trying to tell you, like, even, like, with dressing, like, stuff that you just do. Like, they like, me here, you really be dressing? Do I be dressing? You be dressing. I start a clothing line. What? <laughs> the kid said The kid said it. I'm with it. So, yeah. So, now, I got to ask this because... You're in an environment where status quo is normally how people go. Mm -hmm. What allows you to be, to bring your own flair to the environment? What promotes that into your mind? And does some people, that would deter them to do that. They wouldn't do that, but you, mm -hmm. you feel like you gung-ho to do it. I mean, well, like I said, it, it's all about growth. And Willie and I honestly come from that. We come from a dynamic educator. We come from a dad that's, you know, always done his own thing and always been about style. Our mother taught us and she was a totally different teacher from everything that we had been exposed to. So, you know, I saw like an educator doing her own thought. I saw, you know, a professional doing his own thought. So, you know, I really got that 
from the house in terms of just being your own self. We were always encouraged to do what we want to do, dress how we want to dress, talk the way we want to talk. And, it, you know, it's really about understanding yourself. You know, my first, my, my second year, my longest teaching career uh, establishment, the longest school that I was in, a black teacher for a couple of years at that school. And, you know, just being an African-American in a field where we're not equally represented, but all of our students were black, sometimes we'll shun ourselves and it'd be like, you know, I don't want to do that because I don't want to come across as the loud black woman or whatever, whatever. But then, you know, after being there for a year, I'm like, the kid need that. They need to understand that being who we are is, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? We have been so accustomed to going along with your central standards that it's like, why we can't be the standard? So when I started to understand that as a teacher, like, you're not going to tell me how to wear my hair like this, like, you know, color my hair. I, I didn't want to do any of that because I didn't want to come across as being the only Black representative in the space. I don't want people to be like, oh, that's hood, that's ghetto, that's country, whatever. They would subscribe to being Black. But then when I started to understand, like, this Black, and you're going to get these long nails, and you're going to get this, you're going to get this country talk, you're going to get this African-American vernacular English, you're going to get this blonde, red, pink hair, you're going to get these eyebrow, these lashes, because some child is shunning themselves, trying to water themselves down because they feel like, you know, they can't be who they want to be. No, they need to see this. They need to understand you can do what you want to do and be who you want to be. So really it was about understanding myself, understanding what I want to represent. And, you know, one thing about being an educator is you are a role model, somebody looking at you. So I don't want to not be who I am and a child is not expressing themselves in their absolute 100% self because they like, well, Miss Hill don't do that. Now we're gonna be loud in the country and crazy, and they just gonna have to get with it or get low. Cause they're really where it's at. Really, everybody wanna be us. Be honest, people wanna be like us. So it is. What it is. So I really don't care. You no. Know? <laughs> Yo, I know this what a, county not you're in. <laughs> I know what county you're in. <laughs> and I'm just wondering when them folks. It's about to see how you came through. What was their reaction? I mean, really, like, my school uh, has a lot of representation. I'm really blessed to be in the space that I'm in because uh, so much diversity in my school in terms of the staff and, and everyone. Like I said, I feel like when, you're, when you are your true self, people are going to even either get with it or get lost. And... I find that I feel like, you know, Willie and I, we've talked about this before, most recently, even with our parents, like, we just had a personality and we have that energy that people want to be around. Agreed. And I, Agreed. I understand that about myself. It's like, pe people want to get with whatever it is that I'm doing. People want to be around with whatever it is that I'm doing. So I had to understand that my personality and just being myself is so magnetic. Why would I waver away from this? Why would I not? be who I am. So I just find that a lot of people are just drawn to like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Somebody just being their true self. So whatever your true self is, you know, people like it. And that's why it is like, you can be, you can be who you are. You can be loud, crazy. You have stuff I wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I had the low fade today, braids tomorrow, a week, the next day. And at the end of the day, people like, they just go with it. Cause it's like, people like, they just heal. They just who she is. And at the end of the day, like I said, I feel like a lot of people understand that we need this representation. We really need this in these times. And I know it's a very tense 
time in our country, especially when we talk about understanding racial identities, understanding, you know, uh, racial and, and even ethnic relations in this country. They've always been tense, but people are really stepping into that, you know, woke, whatever it is, protest, culture. I'm with all of it. Because whatever bring attention to the subject, however you want to bring attention, I'm just glad people talking about it now. And so um, I just feel like I give people that space and I give people that comfort to be like, you know, you know, you see what it is. Bet that up. Bet that up. Always appreciate it. Willie, uh, you know what I'm saying? Before I switch up to the next topic, don't know if you want to ask. Oh, man, y'all. No, no, man. This this is great. This is great, man. <laughs> You know, this is a hip hop. Like I said, this is this 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 has been this is I've witnessed this film, so so this is great. <laughs> I'm glad that more of the world is, is getting to understand and learn. You know, uh what you have to say is real. You do have a personality that is um electric and it's it just attracts people to you. Like that's why you are one of my favorite people to be around. <laughs> well, thank you, you know, man. you're one of my favorites too. Virtual hugs. Yes. Because of the hip hop show, I gotta ask, you know, how do you kind of incorporate hip hop into your space? How does it influence your whole dynamic? Music is my love language. Mm. And uh, we come from a very musical father. And so then I had my brother growing up and we had remote control days. And on his day, it was Rap City. And so like, I really got forced to watch it and I got forced to appreciate a lot of things because I, I was always an R&B, you know, making him escape his WV and Aaliyah tapes all the time. Michael Jackson, MC Hammers of the world. Well, I mean, MC Hammer was, you know, more like hip hop slash, you know, it was a little soulful as well. But either way, like I exposed him to that aspect of music and really, really exposed me to hip hop. So it was really forced upon me. And then I just realized it was so, you know, poetic. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a lyricist. Like, I'm listening to what people saying. And of course, I'm a trout music connoisseur. And I like a little twerkation. You know what I'm saying? I'm about, I'm about the gyration of hips. So, you know, being somebody who's always loved to dance, you yep. know, beat brought on with So I started with, you know, little, little Uncle Lou, little Two Live Crew. So I shouldn't have been listening to. But that stroke. You know what I'm saying? Cause they would, it would dance me, you know? And then I moved towards, you know, understanding like, I, I think the first hip hop artist that I was really drawn to was Big. I was like, man, he really, he really speaking to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, and I love some Tupac as well. And then that's what really drove me. Like, it really was my brother motivating me and, you know, really exposing me to hip hop. And I just began to love it so much so that, you know, I incorporate it into my learning. Like I said, I, I do um, hip hop history. I have some, some hip hop history songs because with students, everybody's gonna learn differently. You have your audio learners, you have your visual learners. There are kids that I can just say the notes to and they get it. There are kids they have to write down every note. You know, then you have your kids that will hear, you know, be drawn to it. So whatever works and, you know, music speaks to a lot of people. So I, I try to incorporate that as much as I can into my curriculum. Get that up. Oh my gosh. This is lovely. And now, you know, this brings me to the new single. Yeah. That you got yeah. popping out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called on, Work Bestie, Come but on. I'll let you go ahead and talk more about that. 
So oh heel story moniker is so funny to me. The whole like heel story presence. Um, you know, so I just have an online, it started as a teacher presence, just saying funny teacher stuff. And then I started just saying relatable professional stuff because we all really like wherever you work at, we really all going through the same thing. And so um I started Freestyle Fridays probably like two or three years ago. And I sort of kind of fell off. And honestly, my cousin Lisa uh, came down, uh, Willie and I, we lost our grandmother um, last month. And my cousin, uh, after the funeral, was like, cuz, like, I love all your content. Like, I'll be listening to everything. She was like, when are you going to do another song? And I promised her, I said, when I get back home, write a song. And um, I, I have a friend at work, and I'm like, she's my work wife, where I really, like, we really do have a codependent relationship at work, whereas every club that I've started, she is my co-sponsor because I'm a creative. I have all the ideas. Baby, I'm not turning in no paperwork on you. I'm not looking at rules. That, that, that ain't my ministry. I am the ideal person, okay? Period. That's what I do. And I realized that every time that I have transitioned jobs, I always have that person that is my co-sponsor that I work hand-in-hand with. So I'm like, I bet everybody has, and I asked my friends that were in, you know, different professions, like, do you have somebody at work that you really lean on? You know, whether you write that email and it's a little rude and you need that homie to proofread it, to water it down, you got that friend that's like picking up the dunking because you be late for work, but you got a homie that come with the coffee and the bagels every morning, like, and you realize that everybody has that work relationship. So this single is shouting out to the work spouses, work best friends, is just paying homage to the fact that, you know, we're all in fields where you really can't operate without that, without relationships at work. And, you know, you got that work person or you might have, I got a, I really got a work squad. You know what I'm saying? That's that really, we hold it together or whatnot. So I just want to, you know, shout out the work besties across the globe. And uh, I really love that song with uh, Sweetie. I remember when I first heard it, I fell in love with it with Sweetie and uh, Doja Cat. And then I saw the video and I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. But that is real because I feel that way about my best friends too. Like, So I just wanted to shout out the work best friends. And- really, when you heard the song, <laughs> what went through your mind, dog? I was like, this, this another another Takesha Hill, Hill story <laughs> classic because this has always been her, like writing stuff or writing songs. Um, I mean, we would uh, you during that time we did the freestyle battle for Christmas. And we, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, we we invited our two younger cousins. I grabbed Robert, who's the boy twin, and she grabbed Rob, who's the girl twin, and we literally went to our respective corners. And came back for the family and did like a battle session where we had our lines, and you know what I'm saying like it was for real. Like we we you know so this is just you know it's a great thing when you can find a profession where you can actually d- highlight those talents. And so yeah, so she told me she was writing something, and I uh, was crazy was you know like this is serious. Like she went to a studio, she got <laughs> studio time. You know, so she got her producer now, and but she's like, "Call me, like, how I much do. should I be paying for studio time?" I'm like, "What is going on?" 
It's like I got these bars I gotta lay. Shout out to you. I remember when freestyle first started and you asked me how to write bars. Remember that conversation we talked about how to write writing bars? Yes. <laughs> yes. She was like, I wanna write like, what do people I don't know when to stop. 16. She's like, I don't know when to stop. And I was like, okay, let's let's talk about bar writing. And I think we use UGK take it off as the model. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, a bar stops when he when the sentence sort of stops. When the when the when you feel like he's taking a breath, it goes to the next line, those are two bars. And I was like, most rap songs are 16 bars. So yeah. you know, and so they're like eight couplets. And so she's like, she's you know, she understands that type of language. So she read she wrote one of our first freestyle Fridays the next day. So yeah. Yo. When Willie told me the process, you took this serious. Like, oh, yeah. you wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah. And I really didn't even realize I was that serious until I got to the studio. So shout out to the producer, TJ King, because we're going to do um, absolutely like, I. he was so excited. So I got there and I was like, he was like, what beat you want to use? Or do you have a beat? And I was like, I already got a beat. I sent the link to him or whatever. He's like, cool. And so I got into the booth and he started playing the music. And I started rapping. He was like, he stopped the music. He was like, you've already written this down? I said, don't everybody come to the booth with this? He was like, what? Because I told Robin, I told my cousin, I was like, I think I should do two songs. She was like, because Robin has has friends um, and, and has been around a lot of people. She's been in the studio many a times. And she was like, because you're not going to be able to do, I only, I only rented the studio for, I think, two hours. She was like, it's going to take you two hours to do your one song. So I was like, okay, because this is my first time being in the studio. I didn't know. So um, long story short, did the song in 20 minutes. My boy was like, I ain't never seen nothing like this. Because you know, I didn't mess up because I had been practicing. He was, you, you, didn't pra- you didn't wrote the song. You didn't practice the song. And you come in here doing it flawless. So at this point, he like, man, go back in there and do some ad lib. <laughs> mastering and mixing it he did everything he was like usually like you would leave and i would master and mix it he did it right there in my face we still had an hour left so we just started chopping it up and i was like oh dang how how long do you think i should get next time he was like you should bring three or four songs (laughs) you're good like he was like you should be doing this like you ain't doing this i was like no it's my first time in the studio he like you should be doing this because yeah and there you go, rappers. How you save on studio time? <laughs> studio time. Don't bring your homies. Don't bring your homies. He was like, "Don't be drinking. They got to take breaks." I'm like, "No, like you go to work tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh, shit! I'm looking at like two, two hours for do no do, boom, boom, two. I'm doing the math. Like, but we ain't got no money away. We in here with shoes. We didn't get it done." Oh my God, yo! I gotta <laughs> say some of my favorite lines from the song, really, because when I first heard the song, for me, it's that trusted individual who you can go to to get away from the monotony. Come on, that man. is work, and I haven't had that for for some time now, and it mm. is draining. Because when you have that person who you could just like let your head down. Now you let your head down some, but when you, I'll just say some of the lines though, you know what I mean? At Come the staff meetings, we make eye contact. We got inside jokes. No one else gets that. Come on now. Come on now. 
Come on now. That's real. That is that definitely resonated with me because the crazy thing is with Zoom now, it's like I gotta rely on other ways to do the eye contact now. <laughs> so it's sort of hard. But then you know, when we do these type of share screen things, like I know I'm probably like everybody seeing my eyes go to the left, like look at Right. So that's real. My, my work wife will text me and be like, fix your face. I'll be on Zoom like What we doing? Uh-uh. But then that takes it to the other line. Get our text chat up so we can meet about the meat, but we really talking about where we going to eat. eat. It's the most important conversation. <laughs> it is, where is lunch, bro? Woo! Woo! Where we eating at? What you feeling like? I think work besties are the most important at like the external events because you start planning other stuff and it turns into like you're back in college or you're back in. So like to go to a conference or a work meeting or offsite with your work bestie in tow is always great because it turns into it's what we're doing tonight. And you're yeah. not going to do too much because you're old, but right. What you're doing tonight could literally be somebody like on their phone trying to figure out what restaurant we're going to eat at or where we're getting drinks from. That's it. And it's just, you're right. Like without, I, I can be real with you. Like, I think, you know, my current job, I definitely have a work bestie and it just makes it so much better, especially with yeah. the, the times we have going on. Like, I don't know how many ethics and cultural outreach programs y'all have had to witness or be a part okay. of. But it is always great to have that best friend, like, and you like, are they serious? Right. Right. And that's that's really my favorite line of the song is towards the second verse, the last uh part is you're my mental and moral work support. Yeah. So people understand that, that how important it is. Yes. And I also I love the champion that you talk about. The fact that you have the word best friend when you lie, you looking good today, stuff like that. And that stuff really does matter. It does. Because, because a lot of times you don't have that person that's going to even notice. I'll be real with you. Like, you know you working with people of color when someone like, man, you got a new fade? You got a lineup? And you're like, yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Man, you can just I, you know, notice that unless they or about the culture, or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I remember seeing a young lady in the office the other day at my client site, and um, I noticed her shoe. I like, mean, do shoe, and you, she looked back at me like, "Yes, <laughs> you made her day. You made her day. Yes. yes, yes, you did. You changed the yes. young lady life. Yes, yes, these aren't. Yes, they are new. I'm like, they don't with the out. I'm like, they don't with the she needs it. She needs it. She's been, oh, she laid down. I'm about to start up and slap with somebody outside the head. You did. You say you say somebody life. Yeah. Put that on your resume. Lifesaver. <laughs> Real talk. Oh man. I love the song. I love. So what? What is your goals for the song, though? I mean, for me, like it's the same thing with Hill Story, like. You know, I really don't have, I know a lot of people like, you trying to monetize? I'm really not because, you know, it is um, 
a parody of the Sweetie and yeah. um, Doja Cat song. So what it has inspired me to do is with TJ, the producer, is to actually um, make my own songs. So my, what I want to move towards doing now is making a work album, you know, songs that are like work bestie for all professionals. And then also um, I want to make a, a hip hop history album for, I, I say young adults, but then I realized how many grown people have, you know, listened to, you know, every, every once in a while on his story, I will do like just a historical, you know, um, tidbit, you know, two, three minutes on it, some, some historical occurrence. I realized how many adults learn from it as well. So I want to do a hip hop history album for whoever would like to, you know, listen to and learn some history through that. Because um, I realize that social studies is not a lot of people's favorite subjects. I even tell my students that the first day of class, like, I know you probably hate history class. You probably said in social studies classes and been bored to death. My mission is to change that and really get them into thinking differently about history. So, because it is so important to understand where we've been, to see where we've gone, and how this stuff really is interconnected. So, that is my goal to create a hip hop history album and a, a work album. Um, um, and so, yeah. I can't wait for it. You know, Frito, do you remember our never released work hip hop album? Do you remember what we were calling ourselves? Hey! Yo, I remember the title of the album was going to be 401k, Planning for Retirement. That was the title of the album. <laughs> Where it at? The people need it. We were calling ourselves PTO. PTO, we were calling ourselves PTO. <laughs> The people need that. We're sending ourselves they straight candy bars versus two D. We would email each other our bars. They're like, yo, I got the line. I got the line. I the people need that. I blame, I blame TM 101. They had us think we could rap. So when I get the album, so when I when I when I start making an album, what I'm is y'all gonna feature? Yeah, well, PTO will make a guest feature. I'll ask your boy. I got some bars. <laughs> no, people need it. I got sixteen. I I can give you sixteen. The people need it. The people need. When I send y'all the track, don't don't ignore my email. No, I'm not, no, we got you. We got you. We got you. All right. All right. Wow. <clears throat> okay. The real discussion that we all are here for. The oh, real dude. discussion. Mm. You know, mm. I saw this post on Facebook. I tagged Willie, you know, mm. and he automatically thought you needed to be in this discussion. And I agree. Reason being, come on now. For me, you are the queen of crunk, you know. And that discussion is Meister. Wipe me down versus Nuck if you buck. When I first saw that, I was like, can you really put them versus each other? Reason being, I felt like Wipe Me Down is sort of like a celebratory song. You know what I mean? You can either pre-party with it. Or you kind of like, um, mm. I just say a, con a congratulatory song. Or, you know, mm. you dressing up your best fit, 
You about to head up to, on the town tonight. You stun. So you just like, life is good. Wipe me down and your partners celebrating with you with your best fit. Knock if you buck. Start to swing some things. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to get the thoughts mm. on you two about the songs versus each other. Miss Hill, since you are our guest, what are your thoughts? Well, I will say both selections are necessary for the group dynamic. You know, you show up to the club with your squad right? <laughs> and wipe me down. It, you know, it's almost, you know, oh, what am I trying to say? It is, it's really a testimony. You know, I remember when somebody said, this really a Negro spiritual, they wrote down the lyrics and I was like, they right. You know, you pull up to the club, VIP, gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. Remember, Lord. Praise his name. Come on now. Because he'll make a way. He'll make a way. So as you said, it is a celebratory track. You know, just celebrating life. But it ain't right unless you with the squad and you know, you wiping each other's shoulder, chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really need that. You know what I'm saying? And then Boosie come in. You know what I'm saying? And if you not spelling out your name, are you really crook? I mean, really, really. Come on now. Come on now. And then we'll be in the track, you know, with the alliteration. Like, if you're not rapping that last verb, I mean, do you know the song? So at the end of the day, that wiped me down. It does, you know, you need the whole group involved. You need the choreography, you know, wiping, boom, boom, tunes, you know. And so that is, like you said, it is a celebratory track. Um, uh, and, and you need that, you know what I'm saying? Because you really... The party ain't started till you didn't wipe them down. Mm. About, mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, when I go to clubs and I don't hear that lounge or whatever party said and I don't hear that wipe me down, the DJ is trash. I've already made a decision. I made a decision. And so it is a necessary proponent to any celebration. It is. Not give you buck on the other hand. It's just unmitigated crunkness. Listen, listen, I'm ready to take my shoes off. I don't need you standing too close as they say. Don't be too close. I'm throwing bowls. I'm throwing bowls. Okay? When it take me and Robin Reed, my little cousin, get on that nookie you buck, because we are we are singing every lyric. Do you hear me? That song, I know every word. Well, I know every word of both of those selections, honestly. Um, but Nucky If You Buck is a sing-along. <laughs> it's a sing-along. Everybody, everybody need to know the lyrics, you know. <laughs> and if you don't know the lyrics, make it up. Every everybody singing when everybody singing when Nucky If You Buck come on. I don't know if they singing the right stuff. Everybody got their mouth open though, okay? And everybody throwing a bowl. And what I like about nothing but butt is you don't you don't care what you look like doing it either. I don't care. The classiest young lady is, is sweating out her edges. Heels are off. Just standing on these folks' furniture. 
Not keep you, but it, it did it did bring out that character in you. So for me, they're both necessary selections to the culture to any party, but for two different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, wipe me down, really get the party started. It is it, testimony to how you got here. You know, and shout out to the squad. You're looking like something, you're doing something. Nucky, if you buck, still shout out to the squad. Let me folk know that I go to war about whoever in the circle throwing the bowls with me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just about a good time because I don't care that my wig may be on the floor and I want it ring down because it nucky if you buck, you know what I'm saying? If you, it, it, I mean, really, and it really bring, it really bring that gangster out of you too. You know that you say that, and Willie, I'm gonna let you chime in. But right mm -hmm. before you do, I felt like that diamond and princess part. It allowed the prissiest of the prissiest female to just let her hair down and join in on a predominantly male-dominated, um, like genre. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah, yeah. And, and you know? I'm glad you said that. Like, look, if you both really open the doors for women to run around the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it really, like them young ladies really some pioneer or just women throwing drinks at you. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously. Not paying to get it VIP. Yeah. Cussing out security. Standing on these folk tables, standing on these folk fine furniture. It really opened the door for the ladies to do that. Yeah, you might you might catch a bud light to your dog on cranium, thrown by a young lady. Oh my god! You bring it out. Yo, Willie, man, what's your thoughts, dog? I I, I definitely agree that there are two sides. There are two sides of a coin. I, you know, I'm all about lineage when I think of hip hop. So, Ooh, okay, I'm all about lineage. So. When I think of Wipe Me Down, what Wipe Me Down did was I, I'll, I'll compare it to his cousin Walk It Out, and oh. I say I say they're cousins because they are literally dance songs, mm. like they're literally are dance songs. But what makes them so great is the fact that I care what you're saying in the dance song. Mm. Compared to Tissy Roll, like Tissy Roll dominated when we were in middle school and elementary school. That's true. But the lyrics weren't that great. You yeah. know, you really just care for them to, you know, go to the left, go to the left, you know, and dip, shout it dip. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whereas Wipe Me Down, even though it's being interrupted by really a dance party, you know what I'm saying? Shoulder, chest, pants, shoe, mm. it's being interrupted by incredible lyrics. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in and no, I'm not saying anybody is nozzing it or up. What I'm trying to say is that everybody knows, you know, is excited about, you know, famous like a Ninja Turtle. Boy, you what? Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody loves yeah. that. Everybody loves that. I don't know what the hell we'll be talking about. <laughs> That's this drop, key. top, bot, stop. You don't say no battle. Drop, drop, stop, drop, stop. Drop it like it high, yeah. I don't know. Wipe me down. You know what I'm saying? Just be careful how you touch my chest. Wipe me down. So you got that lineage of dance songs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
But then you got the history on the other side of crunk. And what I really like about, you know, I think we've had to talk about that there's Atlanta crunk and there's Memphis crunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Memphis crunk is three, six mafia, gangster Pat, project Pat, play a fly where it was crunk, but they, a fight might happen. Yeah. You Whereas little John and Atlanta mm-hmm. crunk, Atlanta, you know, yin yang, um, franchise boys, it was more crunk about partying. So yeah, Lil John will still tell you like who you with, you can get knocked out, but it's more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The celebration of let me get a drink, I'm in the club, da da da. I love this song because even though it's performed by Atlanta artists, it is essentially a Memphis crunk song. Mm. And so that's one thing I appreciated about this song is that it really meld the world worlds where it's an Atlanta group but it's Memphis crunk. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I really love about it. And, and you guys have already said this, but I love the fact that the two best verses are by the women. I, I love it. Mm. True. It's I love great. it. They are. Uh, I think I think one of the biggest disappointments about the song, and I, I, I don't know why, I have no idea why Princes and Diamond are stars, are bigger stars than what they are. Mm. I felt... When I heard that, and then I heard stilettos in the club right afterwards. Another I know it was like crowd mob is over. I remember being with my friends being like, well, that's in the crowd mob. Like, that's what I thought was about to happen. I was like, well, that's in the crowd mob because Diamond and Princess are the stars of the group. Right. And so I just knew they were going to be this dynamic duo. And there was a lane there for them, in my opinion, because I was like, I didn't think that Lane, you know, shot car, you know, Cardi has that role now, which is weird. But I felt like Diamond, I feel I really feel like Diamond and Princess could have been Cardi before Cardi. I really do believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they definitely could have been City Girl. Yeah, definitely could have been City Girl. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a battle. But like, yeah. but no just the City Girls. I don't feel that aggression in City Girls the way I feel it from Diamond. No, and they're not lyrics, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't Diamond and Princess were rapping. Yeah. Like, they carried that song in a lot of ways. Like, I was like, wow. So, and you haven't been away until you see the goddamn black women when, when, when you know, Osama bin Laden gets shouted out. You know what I'm saying? Listen. And if you ain't got no no shaking your dress, if you ain't got no dress to shake, are you living right? Like, right. You know, listen. So, the one thing though that that I think I know the answer to this question, mm. but it's amazing. I always feel that like these two songs get shouted out. But there is a third song that I think is equally as important. Oh, okay. But I but for I'm going to ask y'all why it is not. I feel like there's three songs that have to get played. I believe there's three songs. I definitely believe that Lucky If You Buck got to get played. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also believe the Wipe Me Down got to be there. But there is mm-hmm. a third song that if it is not played, mm-hmm. but the difference in this song is you don't want to hear the whole song. Mm-hmm. Swag surfing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> By... Who sang? Who perf- so this is this is this is and this is why I feel like it's the most disappointing thing about this song because I almost said walk it out. I almost said walk it out. I feel mm-hmm. like walk it out is in the next tier below this song. These three songs, yeah. But like, but swag surfing has to get played. Flag surfing got played twice at my wedding. 
Yeah, yeah, it's necessary. And and the and the dance floor was full both times. Yeah. Some of my white friends were trying to swag surf with us. They had a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, why had why would why has that song not been shot to the echelon of those two songs? Even though it gets played as much, but I bet ninety nine percent of people don't even know who the performers of that song are. So I'm I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna ask y'all that question. Do you have? Any- I mean, I guess, once again, it's, it's it's just about the chorus. It's only about- the lyrics suck. Yeah, don't say it, it ain't no lyricism. There's no lyricism. Yeah, nobody. I- I bet more people don't even know the words to the song. I know the word of every song. I bet more people don't know the words to the song. Yeah, you're right. It's not a song that people, I think the only time you say is I'm throwing money up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, Ralph, I'm Ralph Lawrence mascot. And that's only, that's just, I think that's the only lines I really, really, really know of the song. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, yes, I think you're right. The lyrics are that, I, I don't remember the lyrics. There's but no personality those, to the lyrics either. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those few songs where like the buildup is almost just as important because in the buildup, as soon as it plays, you looking at so-and-so, everybody looking at each other, you know what to do? Yeah. You know what to do? All right, let's link up like Transformers and make this thing happen. And it's just kind of like a lift every voice moment where you just arm and arm with everybody and just swag surfing together. You know what I'm saying? It speaks to my soul where you Mm -hmm. just see a whole- It does. A whole, a whole, a whole football stadium sometimes getting together, swag surfing. And then just like that, it plays and it's done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't ever want to get past the second chorus. <laughs> like when people get to the third verse, I'm like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah. But I, I feel like that was a dropped opportunity by whoever there should have been a remix to that. I, I'm gonna keep saying Yeah, that. I, I definitely I definitely should have got a phone call. I don't I don't understand how that didn't happen. I don't think they knew it was gonna be that big. Um, you know, that was on real young cat FLY. Yeah. Real yeah. Young. What was um, it fly? FLY, they were they would fly, but they would yeah, yeah, but I know the Y stood for youngsters. I don't even know what the acronym stands for. It's something youngsters. Fast, I don't know. I know. Probably fast living youngsters. I think it's fast living youngsters. But they was also at that time where like rich kids would be it was a bunch of young uh, doing the jerk and stuff like that. Stuff. Yeah, I don't really think they knew it was gonna be that big because it really it wasn't that Thank big. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, everybody was just trying to put out their dance track real quick. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we were leaning and you know motorcycling and you know young jogging whatever. It was just so many dance moving this. <laughs> yeah, we were hitting them with the flat, baby. Come on now. <laughs> Y'all don't remember that bird man? I hit that joint the other day. Soulja Is that Soldier Boy? Oh yeah, watch him hit that bird. You know Soldier Boy a real track. Listen, I know I'm gonna get outside. Soldier, but Soldier Boy had a real track that nobody, everybody just didn't get into. But I heard it by because I got a track. What track it is? I heard it three weeks ago, y'all. And me and Robin had we had a whole concert in the house. That shootout. <laughs> I remember shootout. Why me get on shootout, boy? <laughs> I said, boy, that really didn't take off the way it needed to. But 
Yeah, they drop that stuff today. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think they knew it was gonna be that big. And so it, it's not the same. Like I said, I would put it in the second tier of crunk songs. Um, but I don't think it's at the same level. White so you think it's in the walk it out tier? Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay. Because the first two songs you could play from beginning to end. Yeah. And everybody sing. Mm-hmm. That's true. The thing about that, if you bought here, I just started appreciating that last verse. My boy really was speaking in that last verse. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Boy, I'll be ready to fight. When that, now, now, I'm like, shoot, my boy really was, he really saying something in that last verse. Ain't, no, ain't never been no lame. No, he hasn't. Boy, listen. Ain't never been no thing. Boy, what? I felt him. my boy was testifying in that <laughs> That that was a great era of music. Like real with you. Like that was uh, it's crazy because now all these people like you know scrappy, all them like they don't like these reality shows now. But um that was a great that was a great time. I have to tell my student that they were like, oh, you know, they think all these people are like nobodies. I'm like, let me tell you something. Little Scrappy hold hell down 2003 through 2008. Dude, you don't be disrespectful. He was the Prince of Crump. He was. Like, listen. Get on my level? No, no. no. I tell people all the time, 50 Cent grabbed up Little Scrappy to do a 50-50 with Little John. That's how big Little Scrappy was. Like, 50 yeah, Cent. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't understand what happened, really. I don't understand what happened. I don't know. I think I think I think he just got eclipsed by because I think he was the leader of that class, and then mm -hmm. very quickly we were like, "Yeah, T.I. and G's are better." <laughs> so we, just, you know, it, I think that's what ended up happening was that we're like, "Wait a minute, we got T.I. and Jeezy and Ross and Yo Gotti." I, I, the the appeal of Yo Gotti is always interesting to me, but um, but like I just feel like he just got lost lost behind. And, and, and all of them are better MCs than Scrappy too. I got to keep it real; they're better MCs than Scrappy. Like you can't, they not, he can't out rap Jeezy and Ti so or Ross. So yeah. he just got left behind. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to the lyricism, people who you know are a real hip hop heads like yourself, I would say that might have been problematic. But I really don't know what it was because he was making dance music. It's some people that just want to dance. Maybe okay. okay. He made dance music so but, i but don't do know if any just... crunk artists but do any let's keep it real do any crunk artists i don't count little john because little john is not just an artist he's a producer he controls yeah. everything does any crunk artists or dance artists have a catalog no that's okay. the crunk music was just that time it was just that you know the early 2000s and so i just think he just died with the time that just exactly. he just I, what it was. I feel like Walker brought it back. Um, but he died with the time too. Yeah, yeah. Cause I Walker became yeah. a star quick. He went to EDM after that. You know what I'm saying? He's doing EDM now. He was doing EDM after oh, he did that little crunk era or that little post crunk era. Yeah. He started doing. I can EDM see music. that translating over. I can see that. See, that's translating. the thing. Like he evolved, whereas yeah. maybe the others did not, and so. They kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, uh, Scrabble was still trying to make that same type of music. 
I mean, same thing about Princess and Diamond and Real Take Out too. I just feel like they were crunk artists and they're not the only women during that time that didn't take off. Like people say they want to say, but Rashida, Rashida. Oh yeah, Rashida was dope. Boy, Rashida. what? Rashida. I know we went to concert to see Rashida. Like, you know, now we like, oh, she don't love. We went to a concert to see her. It was amazing because we really thought she was the female Pastor Troy. Oh. And like, and it, and, yeah. it and, and she was legit. Right. Like I felt like it did. I mean, I, I, and I'm gonna keep it real. She had a good look about her. She didn't look she like did. how her voice sounded. She's like, that's right. She did. <laughs> Yeah, like, she was now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like I gotta throw two. I, I gotta throw in the chat against the boo. Oh yeah, don't say I they know just they died more, I know they the more side of things. They're older, but yeah, but still, was, it was the same time. It was the same time. Same time. It was the late nineties, early two thousand to about two thousand ten. Like those women coexisting. That was just a crunk era, and the era died. So it just. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was, you're right. You're right. You're right. Man. Before we sign off, I got to share a crunk moment with y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. It was all of us. Mm -hmm. It was the guys trip in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Miss Hill joined us. At Lucky Lounge. Oh, God. It wasn't Lucky Lounge. It wasn't Lucky Lounge. Sweet. Sweet. And what it was? It's called a sweet, but it, it started off at Lucky Lounge. So it started off Lucky Lounge, but it was sweet, right? Yeah, it's called the Sweet Lounge now. The Sweet Lounge, you know what On I'm Lucky Street. <laughs> and oh boy, so it may have been, so yeah, so here, so here we are. We got a, like a, a a spot, didn't we, for all of us? It's a VIP situation. Y'all had the VIP on the stage. <laughs> Come on, engineers. That's a whole nother story. None of us knew we had paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> we got there you invited me and my friends there and you're like oh we got a section and we get there we were like you have the section I'll let you tell your story but I gotta give a precursor to that for after you finish so first, so, first, so first of all I wasn't talking about that one. Y'all rekindled some memories with that one. Oh, you talk about the Friday night, Keisha. Remember we went to that place in Buckhead? Rose Bar. That's what we get. Yeah. Rose Bar, yes. So here we are at the Rose Bar. We got another section that I was not expecting. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we all jamming and stuff like that. And here comes all of six foot one Keisha in heels with her wide leg <laughs> pants. See you know what I mean? Stun on them. And you know, of course, in pure dominant princess form, when it came to getting crumped, she threw down. I'm like all in your face, <laughs> pointing at you. Bomb, bomb. Like the whole club was looking at us because we looked, we looked hella weird because we had this <laughs> VIP with nothing but some dudes, <laughs> thirty-five year old. We looked hella odd. Uh, we looked so odd, and then all of a sudden you come in, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, maybe they are okay." <laughs> <laughs> maybe those dudes are cool. Bringing the crew, oh, man. <laughs> but. Part two of that, 
was that Saturday night at what was Lucky Lounge. Our homeboy, you know, we get into the club and stuff like that. So we thought this was just going to be a normal, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me not drop my drink on you. General admission club section that we going to be in. When we get there, they direct us to the front stage of the club. Yes. Now, granted, if we were some like bottle popping guys, <laughs> we would have been like, bet, let's do this thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, look it up. But we were like mid 30s, like <laughs> corporate guys. For me, it felt uncomfortable. Me and Frito try to make sure we're going to break dress code for the walkie. <laughs> What shoes you wearing and shit? It was. It really was. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable for me. I'm just like, oh snap, you know, this is it's a little bit too much heat for your boy right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it was just a little bit it it was interesting. Cause I didn't know like that we, we were like we it's not like we pulled up and so we we Ubered to get over there. Like it was weird. <laughs> Really, so just want to share some crunk moments. I think Willie, you had something to share about that. No, what you just said, like the you remember, buddy, you remember, buddy tried to challenge me with the dance, and I had to jump off stage on him. Yeah, you did. You whoa, did whoa, whoa. dance what happened? battle. What happened? You remember dude was doing, you know, Florida music came on. Y'all was all crunk. You know what I'm saying? And then a dude in the crowd, like, was trying to challenge the stage, and I had to jump down there. I don't know. My friend took that video. <laughs> Chantel likes to share that with me ever so often. Be like, you remember when you jumped out that stage? <laughs> Buddy wanted to smoke, and I was here for it. I'm here for it, bro. What we doing? What we doing? The other thing is that a, so, a lot of my friends had seen Keisha since she visited me when I was in college. So they still remember her for being like 17, 18 years old. So you know about like, like, darn it, 15 years ago. So like when Keisha showed up, they're like, who's that? Like, that's, that's Keisha. <laughs> They weren't ready for the yeet. They weren't ready for that, though. They weren't ready for that. You're not going to challenge me in this establishment. You're not doing that. And I think he bowed down to you if I wasn't Yeah, 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 yeah. He knew what it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Keisha, oh, more people want to learn more about, about you, Hill Store, professional development, and some of your other... Of course, we're going to put the links up, but any more information about you that, 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 that you would like they're supposed to know? Oh, and, 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 how, and your new single, information about your new single as well. Yeah, so the new single is called Work Bestie. It is on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Apple Music. I'm a YouTube music person myself. Um, you know, I like to give my students employment. So video dropping soon. One of my students <laughs> videoed it and edited it. Me and my coworkers just really had enough. Um, so I'm excited about that and shout out to all my work friends, uh, my work bestie, Chrissy, my work wife, Chrissy, and uh, all my work friends that were part of Endeavor and really my work friends are even why I'm on social media because they always laughing at what I said and they were like, you need to start recording this stuff. So that's why I even started Hill Store in the first place because they'd be laughing when I'd be serious. So I'm like, okay. So um, you can follow me at Hill underscore story on Instagram. It's just Heal Story on Facebook. Um, follow 
Ashley Powell, uh, Robin Reed, and myself at, at Unprofessional Development, one word, Unprofessional Development, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, so, you know, we have all the information there. And yeah, I'm just excited for what's to come. And Classic Couture is coming soon with me and Kristen. Uh, we're working on that, but it'll all be under heel underscore story on Instagram. All the information will be there. Bad. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank we you, appreciate guys. it. You know, you were a wonderful first guest on the Yes, Pistol yeah, Lewis you are the first guest on our podcast. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yo, Willie, you got anything else that you want to say? Oh man, just I mean, I'm, I'm I am I am you know constantly in awe of this incredible person. And I'm um, so glad that you the first our first guest. This definitely will not be the last time you're on the pod, of course. And um, we look forward to future collaboration. Bet that Thank up. Thank you, Broski. Hmm. I love you guys. <laughs> Yo, everyone, please like, subscribe, comment. We greatly appreciate it. Please follow Miss Hill. Um, all of the information will be on the screen. And with that, we out. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>